Hey, thanks for joining us on the No Limits Church podcast. Here at No Limits, we are dedicated to helping you live your best life. And it's a journey that we call pursuing limitless life in Jesus. And we're doing it all for one reason, so that our lives can impact the world. So wherever you're listening from, we pray that you are encouraged and empowered by this week's message. Welcome to No Limits Church. I'm so thankful that you're joining us from your home, your car, or wherever you are right now. If you're new here, I'm really glad you tuned in. We're kicking off a new series today called This Is That. Uh, My hope through this series is that I can help you understand some things about Christianity that you may be uncomfortable with, because understanding these things is actually key to helping you get closer to God, which is what we're all about here on Sunday mornings. But for those of you who don't know me, my name's Cade, and I'm the lead pastor here at No Limits alongside my wife, Beth. Here at No Limits, we're on a mission of making a difference in the lives of others. We want to help people know God, first of all. We want to help people find freedom, and we want to help people discover their purpose. In other words, we want to help you live the life that God planned for you before you were even born, and it's a good plan. But it's a journey. You don't get there overnight, and that's why we need each other. That's actually why we meet every Sunday morning. That's why we gather together in our small groups throughout the week. And the goal we're reaching for is found in Ephesians 3.20, which is our core scripture here at No Limits. Says, Oh, glory to God, because He's able through His mighty power working in us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. In other words, God wants to blow your mind with what He can accomplish through your life. It's awesome. So that's what we're after. That's why we're called No Limits Church. So go ahead and look at whoever you're watching with right now and just say, It's time to take the limits off. Now, I know you all heard that because we got some mics that pick up the room here. We got a wild worship team here this morning. (laughs) Before we get into the message today, let me fill you in on what's going to happen next Sunday. For those of you who are ready, we're going to welcome you back to join us in person next Sunday. You all tired of being here by yourselves? We'll be following physical distancing guidelines to keep you all safe. So things might look a little different, but hey, I'm just really thankful that we're going to get together again. If you want to wear your mask to church, like we're cool with that. I want you to know that. If you want to, or if you're not comfortable getting out yet, or maybe you feel a little sick or something like that, we welcome you to still enjoy the live stream at home. We're going to continue live streaming, even though we're allowing people back into the building. We're going to do both. So I know some people are like all for our country opening back up, and then others are not. But here's my request. Everything all right there? Got disconnected. Here's my request. I know we're on the on one side of the fence or the other on this, but let's all respect respect each other's personal convictions and our freedom to make our own decisions. Can we do that? We're not going to make fun of you for staying home. We're not going to make fun of you for wearing a mask. And we're also not going to accuse you of killing people with COVID if you decide to live your life like normal. That's not going to happen here. We are going to lead by example. We're going to love each other and we're going to be kind and nice. All right. So next Sunday, you have the option. Join us in person or online. It's totally up to you. And I see they're trying to get my slides worked out. We'll let you know whenever they get worked out. You'll see them come up on the screen, I guess. But let's get into the message. We talk a lot here at No Limits about getting closer to God. We're all on this journey of building that close relationship with God, but I've realized that there's some roadblocks along the way. Let me put it to you this way. As you draw closer to God, you're always going to run into places where you feel stuck, and it's because there's something that you don't understand. What's funny about this is we all tend to run into the same roadblocks. We're talking about things like the Holy Spirit, prayer, praise and worship, prosperity. That's a big one. Or how about healing? Basically, if it's an area that Christians squabble about, it's probably a roadblock for a lot of people. In this series, we're going to break through all of those and get closer to God as a result. And the good thing is, I don't mind talking about these things because you find clear answers in the Word of God. So I'm excited to bring those to you. 
So our theme verse for this series is actually, it actually comes from a place where people are making fun of Christianity and they're actually making fun of God because they don't understand what's going on. And before I show that to you, though, let me set the stage. So Jesus died on the cross for your sins. Then he rose to life again three days later so that you could raise to new life with him. And after he rose from the dead, he spent 40 days in his glorified body, just kind of like popping through walls and like appearing and disappearing and and giving his disciples final instructions. Y'all, I bet he had a really good time with that 40 days. But after the 40 days, he ascended into heaven where he is today. But know this, he's coming back for us and it could happen at any moment. But before he ascended into heaven, he told his disciples to go into a room and wait for the Holy Spirit. And in Acts chapter two, the Holy Spirit is poured out and it makes quite the scene. It was not a quiet encounter It was quite the story, quite the show. And everyone who was around was blown away by what had just happened. Take a look at their response. Acts 2.12, amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, well, what does this mean? Some, however, made fun of them and said, they've had too much wine. And maybe you've been here yourself, too much wine. No, I'm just playing. That's not what I'm talking about. Maybe you've been here yourself, like something out of the norm happened at church and you're, you just sat there thinking like, what in the heck is going on? And then you went home and you made fun of the experience with your friends and your family. I'm not getting on to you. I just wanted to show you that you're not the only one that have that has felt that way. And also, you know, you're always going to criticize things that you don't understand. That's just human nature. It's not that you don't believe that God can do it. It's just that you don't understand. And it's easier to make fun of something than to actually dig in and figure out what's going on. But through this series, I'm going to respond like Peter did. Peter stood up to, with the 11, raised his voice and addressed the crowd. Let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. So as I explain these things to you, you're going to grow in your knowledge of God, which is going to draw you closer to him. So if you've been pushing these things away because of a lack of understanding, I encourage you to put your guard down today and through this entire series so you can learn something and come to a greater understanding. Because these people, they're not drunk, as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning, but this is that which is spoken by the prophet Joel. So this wasn't what they thought it was. They thought these people were drunk, but no, it's not what you think. This is that, you know, that truth that you find in the word of God. And this stuff happens to us all the time. Like someone says or does something and we assume the worst, only to find out it wasn't anything like what we thought it was. Anybody besides me, maybe you do that with your spouse like I do. Well, this stuff happens all the time and uh, we do the same thing with God. We have this idea about something mysterious of God, but once we gain a real understanding of what's really going on, our whole perspective shifts and then we see it in a whole new light. And that's what's going to happen to you in this series. And there's no better way to kick off this series than to talk about one of the most controversial topics at church, the Holy Spirit. So let me start by saying, it's probably not what you think. If you understood the Holy Spirit, you would actually want him in your life. You wouldn't be scared of him. So can you give me a blank page and at least consider what I'm going to show you today about the Holy Spirit? I mean, how cool is this? You're in a safe place at home where you can learn about the Holy Spirit and you don't have to worry about something crazy breaking out at church. So you can just put your guard down and learn it in a whole new way. So go ahead and push aside all those negative church experiences you've had. Take a deep breath and release that anxiety that comes with, with something that you don't fully understand. And let me introduce you to the Holy Spirit. And I couldn't think of another way or a better way to figure out who the Holy Spirit is than to look at the words of Jesus and how Jesus explained the Holy Spirit. Before I get into that, I want to check with my team here. Is everything all right? With the We don't have any slides, but it's all good. All right, so we're all good. So let's get going. Let's look at how Jesus describes the Holy Spirit. Here's the first one. If you're taking notes, write this down. He is my inner voice. We're talking about when you get some direction on the inside and you know it wasn't you because you're not that smart. 
Y'all know what I'm talking about. And although I think most of us would like to claim what the Holy Spirit gives us, and he, you know, he doesn't really even seem to be bothered by that when we think it was our idea. But this inner voice also helps keep you on the right track. And that's why Jesus said this in John 16, 8. And when he comes, when the Holy Spirit comes, he will convict the world of its sin and of God's righteousness and of the coming judgment. So we tend to see this thing called conviction as a bad thing. But I looked it up in the original language, and one of the definitions is to bring to the light. So let me reread this to you with that definition in place. And when he comes, he will bring to the light the sin of the world and of God's righteousness and the coming judgment. Now, that's a good thing, right? None of us wants to be in the dark. So thank God his Holy Spirit brings things to light so that we can live in God's righteousness. And he's actually really gentle about it. Let me give you a personal example. The, the one that happens most often for me is when I'm about to talk negatively about someone, there's an inner voice that says, hey, 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 hey. It's probably better just keep, stay quiet on this one. And then my mind kicks in and it says something like, you know, it's okay. You're, you're just talking to Beth. Like you can tell her anything. Plus you got to vent to someone, right? But deeper down, if I'm listening, the Holy Spirit's still saying, shh, let it go. Believe the best. Be kind. Don't let these negative words come out of your mouth. And I've gotten better over the years, luckily. Most of the time, I listen to that inner voice of the Holy Spirit and keep my mouth shut, although it's kind of like that tea kettle like about to explode. It's like, whoo, push it down. I don't need to say anything. But sometimes I do let loose occasionally, and I find out that the Holy Spirit knew better than I did because it didn't help anything. The Holy Spirit's actually doing these things for you too, and he'll talk to you during one of these services. Like You'll hear exactly what you need to hear out of my message, and it's not because I said it exactly correct for you, it's because the Holy Spirit's speaking on the inside of you as I speak. And let me show you what I mean. In 1 Corinthians 12, 3, it says that no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. So no one can give their life to the Lord, to Jesus, unless the Holy Spirit first reveals the truth about Jesus on the inside of them. Thank God it isn't up to me. It's not up to you because I don't think anybody would be making it to heaven if that were the case. Yes, we have a part to play in leading people to Jesus. We build these relationships. We share our story. We share the good news about Jesus. But guess who's the one who shows up and knocks on the door of their heart when it's time for them to come to Jesus? It's the Holy Spirit. It's not you. So I'm giving you four ways that Jesus described the Holy Spirit. He's my inner voice. And here's the next one. He's my teacher. So you can read the Bible yourself and get revelation without going to Bible school. And you don't even need me to sit here and explain the Bible to you because the Holy Spirit is your teacher. Maybe this has happened to you before. Like you're reading a verse that you've read before, but this time it just kind of like jumped off the page at you and you understood something that you've never understood before. It's like magic. And you'll hear, often hear in the church that the Bible is alive. And that's what it's talking about. You can read like one passage and learn a hundred things from it. And every time you read it, you learn something new. Like it really is alive. And let me show you how Jesus explains this. In John 14, 26, the Holy Spirit will teach you everything and will remind you of everything I have told you. Man, if we could all just get this, like we don't have to wander around confused about what we read in the Bible. The Holy Spirit is on the inside of us revealing truth and helping us understand what the Bible says. You know, the reason why Christians walk around confused or misunderstand something in Scripture is simply because they haven't invited the Holy Spirit to be their teacher. You have to be open to it. He's not going to force himself on you because he's a gentleman. Now, let me show it to you in scripture. But you have received the Holy Spirit, and he lives within you, so you don't need anyone to teach you what is true. So you have to receive the Holy Spirit. You have to welcome the Holy Spirit into your life. And when you do, the Holy Spirit's going to teach you everything you need to know, and what he teaches is true. It's not a lie. 
You have to receive the Holy Spirit. You have to welcome him into your life. And when you do, he's going to teach you everything you need to know. Don't we need that now more than ever? Whenever the news seems to lie at us more than everything, if you're listening to the Holy Spirit, you're going to know when a lie is spoken because he only speaks the truth. All right, here's the next thing you need to know about the Holy Spirit, and that's he is my guide. Man, don't we need this now more than ever? Like life as we knew it was flipped on its side when Corona decided to show up at our door and, and shut down the entire country. Now most of us are having to kind of rethink our lives and what we're going to do next. And wouldn't it be nice to have God as our, as our tour guide as we make our way through these uncharted waters? Well, that's exactly what he wants to do for you through the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit's kind of like, you know, over here, you're going to see people freaking out because of their, they're afraid of their financial future. And then over here, people are freaking out because they think they're going to die from the coronavirus. But we're going straight ahead because God has a better plan for your life than the one you were living before the coronavirus. Can I get an amen to that? But can I be real with you all? Because there's a lot of talk about going back to the way that things used to be. Like, I just want to get back to normal. And I get it. Like, I get the craving for that, but we're not going back. No one is. Life as we knew it is gone. We're going to have to create something new. And praise God for that, because I think we're in, on autopilot in a lot of things, especially in the church. And now we're kind of waking up and we're like, well, how, what can we do to reach even more people? So man, I'm so thankful for this opportunity. But take a look at this. The Holy Spirit will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. That's Jesus' word, words in John 16, 13. But holy smokes, this is like so good. God knows what's coming. He knows the best plan for your life, despite the chaos that's going on around you. And the Holy Spirit's going to tell you what that is. He knows the future. Just like the prophet Isaiah said, and your own ears are going to hear him. Right behind you, a voice will say, this is the way you should go, whether to the right or to the left. But let me fill you in on something. The enemy likes to use things that look like good opportunities to distract us from what the Holy Spirit is guiding us to do. Like this job over here looks more promising and it has better pay, but something on the inside of you is telling you that, that that's not the right one, like you should go over this direction. Well, always listen to the inner voice. Sometimes you'll have to go against what looks good on paper and what feels good in the moment to follow the Holy Spirit. But God knows what's coming. It may not look like the best option right now, but he knows it's going to blow your mind later on, so you got to trust him, even when it doesn't make sense to your mind. And here's the last way Jesus described the Holy Spirit. He is my friend. Your relationship with the Holy Spirit is designed to be very similar to your relationship with your best friend. You're confident he's always looking out for you. You know that every time you call on him, he's going to answer. You live life together. You're completely open and honest. You're not hiding anything. You enjoy his presence. You enjoy being together. You can't wait to hang out. Like this is our relationship with the Holy Spirit. And here's how Jesus explains it. In John 14, 16, I will talk to the Father and he'll provide you another friend so that you will always have someone with you. The Holy Spirit is here to be your friend, but friendship requires both people to participate, doesn't it? So as soon as you welcome the Holy Spirit into your life, you're going to experience the best friend that you've ever had. I love how the Apostle Paul explains the qualities of God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit in just one verse. 2 Corinthians 13, 14, the amazing grace of the Master Jesus Christ, the extravagant love of God, and the intimate friendship of the Holy Spirit be with all of you. And we're all good at receiving grace from Jesus. We're even good at receiving the love from God. But too many people just kind of stop there. But it's time for us to step into that intimate friendship with the Holy Spirit, because we all need that in our lives. So it's time to get practical. Now that you know who the Holy Spirit is and understand the benefit of having him in your life, let me give you three prayers that you can pray every day to experience that friendship. And here's the first one. Holy Spirit, show me. 
Holy Spirit, I need your wisdom. I need your understanding. I need you to guide me through these uncharted waters. I'm not going to act like I have it all figured out. You know the future. Show me what my next step is. Holy Spirit, show me. And here's something straight from the Bible that you can pray every day. It's found in Psalms 139, verse 23. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. So search me, Holy Spirit. I'm not going to hide anything from you. Test me and let, and let me know where I failed so that I can get better. And lead me along the path of everlasting life so that I can experience heaven here on earth. And here's the next thing we need to pray. Holy Spirit, change me. There's no reason for any of us to be stagnant in our spiritual journey with God. Whether you're new to this thing or you've been going to church for 50 years, there's always the next step. I hope that we never get to a place where we think that there's nothing else that needs to change in our lives, because if we think that, we're going to miss out on something that God has for us. You know, 2 Corinthians 3.18 says, And the Lord, who is the Spirit, makes us more and more like Him as we are changed into His glorious image. So the Holy Spirit is helping us to become more like Jesus, but it's, not, but it's a step-by-step process. Like, He's not in a hurry. He's not expecting you to get everything cleaned up overnight, but He does want us to keep moving forward. So Holy Spirit, change me. And here's the third prayer, Holy Spirit, fill me. In other words, Holy Spirit, give me everything that you have. Because how many of you listening right now believe that you've already experienced everything that God has for you? None of us. And that's why every day we should ask the Holy Spirit to fill us with more of God, more of the Word, more love, more patience, more wisdom. And if you don't take time to realize that all this comes from the Holy Spirit, you actually try to live out this whole thing called Christianity in your own power. And I hate to like spoil it for you, but it works for a little while for you to try to do it on your own, but you're going to end up crashing and burning. Let me show you what I mean. In Ephesians 5.18, it says, don't be drunk with wine because that's going to ruin your, your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. So if you try to do this thing on your own, you're going to end up turning to something that this world has to offer to fill this void that you have because you don't have the intimate friendship of the Holy Spirit. Instead of turning to the world's potion, which is like alcohol, drugs, pornography, retail therapy, the list goes on. Instead of all that, be filled with the Holy Spirit. It's going to fill that need. You can't do this on your own. You weren't designed to do this on your own. That's why God sent the Holy Spirit to be with us as our friend and be with us everywhere we go. He's our friend and he's our inner voice that teaches us and guides us along the way. So this is really interesting time for me to bring this message to you because Before all this coronavirus stuff went down, I was doing well, letting the Holy Spirit lead me and change me and fill me like we were pals. It was a good time. And when everything hit the fan back in the beginning of March, I so quickly reverted back into trying to figure out everything by myself. Like I wanted to lead our church well through the pandemic. I I felt pressure to figure out this whole live streaming thing because I had 20,000 people on my email list, other worship leaders looking to me for advice on what do we do, Kane? What do we do here? And looking back, I'm still amazed how quick I abandoned my friend the Holy Spirit, because I felt the pressure to perform. Kate's got to figure this out. Maybe you've done something similar before, like you left a good friend in the dust to pursue a new opportunity, or maybe you just left your family behind to take on a job that required too much of you. Well, it only took me a couple weeks to reach my breaking point, so I tried to figure all this out on my own, and it was only two weeks for me to crash and burn. A bit embarrassing because I thought I was more skilled and had more endurance than that, but apparently not. So trying to do this on your own without the Holy Spirit, it sucks. It's no fun. I spent a big part of my life trying to do it on my own. 
It wasn't until like the past couple of years that I've really been allowing God's power to work in me instead of trying to do everything in Cade's power. But man, reverting back to those old habits reminded me of how valuable the Holy Spirit is and that friendship is. And if you haven't experienced the intimate friendship of the Holy Spirit, after you welcome him into your life today, you're gonna look back and you're gonna wonder, why did it take me so long? And here's the cool thing, like after I crashed and burned after that two week period, it was immediate. Like the, the intimate friendship was restored as soon as I recognized it and said, God, I'm sorry. Like I allow your power to work in me. I'm gonna stop doing this on my own. And it was immediate, immediate restoration. And the Holy Spirit wants to do that for you today as well. So God wants you to live your life in what's called the rhythms of grace. You know how you can kind of escape chaos in your, by turning on a song that kind of brings calm and peace into your environment, like how music changes things? Well, this is what your whole life is supposed to look like with God. You don't have a perfect life. Things still go wrong. There's still chaos going on around you, but you look outside at the chaos, but inside you have peace. You have calm. You're not striving. You're not worried. You're not trying to prove yourself. That's what's available to you when you welcome the Holy Spirit into your life. So to close today, I just want to take a moment for us all to pray through those three things that we just talked about. And as I pray through them, I encourage you to just say your own prayers to welcome the Holy Spirit into your life. So Holy Spirit, show me. Search me. Know my heart. Point out those things in me that offend you. Show me where I can get better. Lead me down the path of everlasting life. Help me to live out the life that, that God called me to before I was even born. I don't want to be blind to my mistakes or blind to the things that are robbing me of the blessings of God. I want to know. So Holy, Holy Spirit, show me. Holy Spirit, change me. Change me into who you want me to be. Change me to be more like Jesus. Help me to be patient and kind. Help me to be confident in who you've called me to be. And Holy Spirit, fill me with everything that you are. Fill me. I need more of your power. I need more of your presence. I don't ever want to get caught in the lie that I got it all figured out. I've had enough. But I ask that you continually fill me because I know that every day is an opportunity to make a difference in the lives of others. But I need your power working through me. I can't do this on my own. Fill me with your power. And I give you all the credit. This isn't me, it's you. And I thank you and I love you. And the last thing you need to know is that there's actually a prerequisite to receiving the Holy Spirit. You first have to believe in Jesus. Maybe the Holy Spirit's kind of knocking on your heart right now. There's something on the inside that's stirring, it's excited, it's ready to step into and receive what God has given you. Well, the first gift he's given you is salvation through Jesus Christ. Without Jesus, you couldn't have a relationship with God because of all the things you've done wrong. But Jesus died on the cross and rose back to life so that your old life could die and so that you could rise to new life with him. So believe in Jesus right now and your relationship with God is gonna be immediately restored. It's a faith thing, you gotta believe. Jesus paid the price for everything you've done wrong and everything you're gonna do wrong in the future, he covered it. All you have to do is believe that Jesus was raised from the dead for you. He did all that for you. 
And I want to help you put your faith into words by leading you in a prayer. So wherever you are right now, go ahead and repeat this after me. Jesus, thank you. I've been trying to do this on my own. It wasn't working. I messed up a lot. But I believe you made it right. You paid for my sin on the cross. You gave me new life when Jesus rose again. I want you to lead my life. I believe in you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for everybody who gave their life to Jesus, the best decision of their life. I ask that you surround them with other believers who can help them along the journey that's ahead. If they're not connected to a church, that they get connected to one, whether it's this one or another one, and that they just continue to walk out this journey with you. Lord, I ask you to fill them with the Holy Spirit right now so they can have the best friend of their life with them everywhere they go, teaching them, guiding them, their inner voice. We thank you for that. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen, amen. Well, if you just prayed that prayer, we wanna support you along the journey that's ahead, but we can't support you if we don't know. So we set up an easy way for you to tell us. You simply text the word Jesus to 918-373-9883. We're not gonna bug you. We're not gonna spam you. We're just gonna help guide you through your next step. We're here for you and we'd love for you to send that text. Now, as we close today, I wanna take a moment and just thank you for your generosity. You guys have stepped up to the plate and you've continued to be generous during these uncertain times. So your continued generosity has enabled us to continue to send $1,800 every month to missions and outreach. On top of that, our landlord was astounded whenever we paid our April rent on time. I don't know why they were astounded by that, but they were, because I just think that, that, you know, that's what we do. We're, We're people of God. And we're going to do it again in May, and they'll probably be astounded by that too. But you know what? That's just one of the many ways that we can show that Jesus reigns over this virus. We're the people of God. And that's what I told our landlord. I was like, you know, we're trusting God to provide for us during this time, and he is. So that's why we can pay our rent on time. So I hope that that speaks to them. And if you're struggling with financial insecurity right now, the best way to overcome that is to be generous. It seems counterintuitive, but it's actually a spiritual principle that's been around since time began. So just step out and be generous. You're going to see things change. I can promise you that. So if you're ready to give today or you want to give later on this week, it's really easy. You simply head to your browser on your phone, tablet, computer. You type in nolimits.fyi and then tap the giving button. It'll get you where you need to go. Thank you for joining us. And a special thanks to those that give into our ministry. It's because of your generous giving that we're able to lead people to Jesus and make a difference all around the world. If you're ready to give, head to your browser and type nolimits.fyi into the address bar. And hey, if you were encouraged by this podcast, hit that share button and pass it on so that others can be encouraged as well. Or you can even take a screenshot and share it on your social stories. Thanks again for listening and God bless you.